Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined today by my co-host, Connor, and today we're talking about week two of the NFL. Starting out on that Thursday night game because it was the first game played and... A very of, notable game. One of the more notable games of the weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Los Angeles Chargers in a game that the Chargers kind of dominated. Not necessarily dominated, but like controlled. They they should have won that game. It was a very even contest. Both were playing well. Nobody was like pulling away. It was kind of a who's going to make the mistake type of game. Yeah, and there was a couple times that Mahomes got away with some stuff through some bad balls that were just dropped interceptions, but it's the nature of the game. The so Chiefs came out and ran the ball more than I expected. Yeah, they did, which might have they might have been trying to surprise the Chargers, but or just keep them honest. That we know the Chargers have a wicked pass rush with Mac and Bosa, so maybe it was get them thinking run a little more kind of slow them down who knows but i definitely was shocked when they came out and ran a lot more than i expected yeah i would agree you know it's kind of kind of a funky game you know chargers score in every quarter just low scoring three points and then a touchdown in each quarter 24 points Probably not enough to beat the Chiefs on a normal, on a normal basis. You're but you're also gonna, thinking 24 isn't enough it, to beat the Chargers. It, exactly. It, exactly. So, you know, you look at the Chiefs, they don't put anything up in the first quarter. They go touchdown, touchdown in the next two, and they get the 13 points in the fourth quarter that gives them that total. But, like, this game was not what I was expecting. No, I was kind of sitting here thinking... I was we're, expecting we're gonna like get, a 30 to 36, 35 type. Either a shootout or both teams are going to be up and down the field like crazy. There was a lot more punting involved than I expected. And a, not like there were fewer big plays than I expected as well. Uh, Keenan Allen was out for the Chargers. Wonder how much that impacted him. But Mike Williams played fantastic. Unbelievable. He popped off. Yeah, uh, Justin Herbert definitely knew his number one was out and definitely knew he could count on his number two, and, and it worked out. But Mike Williams is a really good number two to have as well. That's he's, he's a massive body who knows how to catch a football. So, great, great trustworthy receiver for Justin Herbert. You know, and Justin Herbert, he had a hell of a game too. Uh, the dude threw for 326 and three touchdowns. But that seems... <laughs> And a pick normal, that wasn't his fault. Normal for Justin Herbert now. I'm shocked Patty Mahomes didn't throw up that same stat line, to be honest. But they had the lead. They didn't need to as much towards the end. So, I don't know. All I know is Justin Herbert got rocked. And after he hurt his ribs, I felt like he got hit even more. So, I don't, I don't know if other people saw that same thing, but as soon as his ribs started hurting, it seemed like every single play he was getting lit up. Yeah, there was definitely, 
it was impressive. So there was that play where he, after he got hit, where it was the third and one, and he could have run, but he could have run, but he decided to get rid of it and save his body. He could have ran out of bounds too. But on the next play, throws a, he throws an absolute dart up the center of the field, gorgeous, on fourth and one to make that conversion. Man, that was it, the dude's an animal. The dude's an absolute stud, total dog. And the best part is these two teams play at least one more time this season. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so it comes down, in my mind, to the, to the play with the pick six. Chargers get any sort of points on that scenario, even if it doesn't end up being a pick six. This game, in my mind, probably goes to the Chargers. Even if it doesn't end up a pick six. A pick yeah, exactly. and a touchback. A pick and down at the one. Yeah. Picking down at the 10 doesn't matter. Make them drive the field. But it, it exactly. So on that, if you don't see what happens, there was, I forget who the receiver Everett, was. The Everett, tight end. The Everett, the tight end, had, I believe, the last two balls on that drive thrown to him. Gassed. They were in a tempo offense, which the whole goal of a tempo offense is to wear down the other defense and not allow them to get time to get set and come up with a play and to read what you're doing keep them on their heels that's the goal of a tempo offense so that's why he did signal he did say yo i'm tired get me off the field should have and at that point they should have immediately radioed over radioed into justin's helmet saying hey we're gonna break tempo or get them off the field and just let them know i don't know if they had a timeout but call a timeout get something set that would have been probably the first option take a look at where you are you're in the red zone right on knocking on the door of scoring come up with a play right the tempo was great to get you into that position but another thing that could have happened was your players on the field could have done a better job communicating everett being that gassed could have recognized he was in the tempo offense and realized they probably wouldn't have wanted to pull him out especially when you look around and realize that everyone else is already getting set and you're sitting here calling for a sub at that point you got to be hollering over to herbert because you still got time on the play clock you got to be hollering over and telling him dude don't throw me the ball your job at that point is to take whoever's manned up on you and run to the sideline with them get them out of the play make it a 10 on 10 because you are useless on this play but they don't necessarily need to know that because what happens is he goes through the db basically herbert tries to lead him up the db no the db tries to so uh everett is running towards the end zone he runs at the goal line sharp right and the db fakes that he's overcommitting to the outside to force Herbert to throw it inside. However, since Everett is so gassed, he doesn't have the energy to change on a dime like that and come back to the ball. However, since the DB the whole time was planning to jump the route from the inside, not the outside, he had the jump, didn't have Everett in the way because he was gassed, had the full steam ahead by the time he caught the ball with absolutely nobody in front of him. So there's a couple things that could have gone that you could have done to fix that. Essentially, the bottom line is anything but what you just did is what needed to be done. And you probably would have won that game, whether that's on coaching, whether that's on the players on the field, somebody somewhere in the Chargers T 
team or organization needed to make a decision in that moment that was, let's not throw the ball to the gassed dude. Whoever makes that decision, I don't care, but that's how close this game was. That's what it comes down to. Some dude not having the energy to come back a yard to the ball because of a good play by the defender. And and I'm going to be honest, I've never seen a game decided because a player was too tired. It's wild. Generally, they get the subs in and get them in quickly. But, I don't know, Chargers always figure out a way to lose. They do. They definitely, it's one of those ones where you look at them and you're like, yep, this is the team that probably could have made a lot of noise in the playoffs last year, but didn't make it in because they chargered their way through the season. They're the Chargers. They They got to get out of their own way before they can start getting into other people's ways. But then another division matchup that got wild on Sunday was the Saints Bucks. Got a little chippy. Yeah, uh, Mike Evans got a game suspension yeah, for earned, that. Earned himself a suspension. Uh, those That's games, Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? Those, those games have gotten <laughs> heated in the past, especially between Lattimore Evans, but they flipped kind of after that. The Saints held the Bucks inside, or they held them deep, so they had a punt get the ball back at the 50 first play Jameis throws a pick and then after that it was all downhill I think that kind of sums up Jameis Winston against Atlanta he was able to bring that awesome comeback play fantastic but he's also really capable of giving games away so this game that ended 20 to 10 was 3-3 going in to the fourth quarter neither offense no, both defenses played out of the out knew, of this world. Knew what knew what to do with the other team's defense. Both defenses showed up and were looking for blood. The Saints' defense really, really pissed off Tom. He it's been he was spiking the tablet, he, he, throwing. He, he went back fits. to his spiking the tablet and the yelling really aggressively. You know the way he like bobs his head like the really sharp bob when he. The yells. angry Tom. Yeah, the very, like, the sharply angry Tom. Not even the just, like, damn Tom. Like, the I want to kill someone Tom. The angry, angry man. Yeah, the angry Tom. The anger that you only see in people that have the ability to win championships like that man. Looks like he was taking out his anger from marital problems on not his wife. That's good i would much rather him spike a tablet and not play and, well on the football start, field and start a fight than, than, in a football yeah, game than, than get start, a divorce then start swinging or doing something bad on his wife that's for sure now, yeah that Tom's game, got some built up anger good for tampa though good for the tampa tom tom brady tampa bay team finally getting that monkey off their back that that elusive regular season win against the Saints. Also not bad for the Saints. You know you're right there. Yeah, oh no, absolutely. Again, you held you held the best team in your division to three points through 45 minutes of play. And if it wasn't for a few little mistakes here and there, I mean, you put up seven points as well. If it wasn't for a big turnover, I mean, the, the Bucks shouldn't have put up 17 in that fourth quarter. The only reason they did was because of some dumb mistakes. So you're right there with the top team in your division. If you play well all season, you might be fighting for that top spot, which would be interesting. All right, where do you want to go here? You want to you wanna talk about that Dolphins-Ravens game, or you want to talk about Falcons-Rams? First. 
We can talk about both. I would like to mention that the Colts were a massive letdown. Uh, we can talk about that, well, too. Let's do that one. Okay, we can do that, too. I... Colts against the Jaguars. It is very difficult to get shut out in the NFL. They had chances to score. They went for it on, like, fourth and 15. Fourth and goal, but it was from the 15 late in the game because three points don't matter when you're down 24 to nothing and you maybe will get three possessions max. I don't know. The Colts looked bad. Matt Ryan didn't look good. Their defense wasn't great. They were getting gashed for big play after big play. I think the Jags are going to be better this year than they have been. But I also thought the Colts were going to be special. Maybe not special special, but not this type of We both thought the the Colts were an AFC team to be feared this year. This was a team that if you were going to beat them, you were going to have to get scrappy and figure something out because now that they don't have Carson Wentz, now that they got Matt Ryan, they still got Jonathan Taylor, they still have an absolute monstrous defense. And thought they were a lock for the division. Absolutely. Not saying the division's gone, but definitely not a lock at this point. They are still tied with the Texans at 0-1-1 for that division spot. It is. No, the Jags have it 1-1. No, no, I'm not saying first place. I'm saying they are tied. Oh, in they, the division. They don't even, they're not even, like, they're last in their division with the Texans. Titans are 0-2. Oh, that's right. Titans 0-2. Man, the division is absolute that's trash. Why, that's why I thought it was a lock. Absolute trash. They are the only They've played above. two divisional games, and they're 0-1-1. They were only my above, my only projected above average team in that division and thus far massive letdown on every single front defensively they're not getting stops offensively they're turning it over i don't know it's bad and that was a team i really wanted and wanted to root for and liked this season and they just completely stabbed me in the back two weeks in yeah i mean i was this is a team that i really enjoyed watching last year and I was excited like you were for them. Definitely feel that backstabbing feeling, even though I'm not a genuine Colts fan at all. This is, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of good football, and I was excited to see them play some good football. And they just have been playing awful football. And not even not even mildly acceptable football. For we'll see, we'll see if they, it gets any better, because they, they have should. a tough schedule. They should. They're, they're, they have a tough schedule, but, like, that division this team, should be this a team is so they've got so much talent. They've got so much talent. They've got to figure it out. There's no way this continues for too much longer. It's just know. a matter. Of, it's just a matter of can they turn this around before it's too late? Last year, not a single one of I believe the I think it was like ten, maybe eight or ten teams or something like that no started zero and two. Made the playoffs. Not a single team that started zero and two made the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think that's too, especially with the 17th game in there. I know I don't think. Only two is not end of the world. It's not end of the world but in this, that division. But this AFC man, if they can't win their division, oh, they have to win the division. They, they don't have they, another yeah, route. Exactly. I don't know. That was massive. That was by far my biggest disappointment of the year. Yeah, I got to stop betting on the Colts. They've lost me a lot of money because I expected them to win handily the last two weeks and they did not. And not only like when I say they lost me a lot of money, it's not like I bet a lot of money on them, but the last two weeks they've been part of parlays where I've looked at them and been like, this is not a game I'm worried about. Like I've been worried about other games in the parlays, but the last two weeks, they're the only two teams that have 
they're the only team in both weeks that have busted a parlay, like a 3-4 team parlay of mine. So I gotta... gotta chill with them until they figure out what they're doing because I, <laughs> I have no idea because these are teams that like these are teams that i think if the colts play a bad game they're still gonna beat easily hey they gotta earn my trust back cause, yeah because because uh, this isn't like seriously this is i expect like i expected the broncos like the broncos i expected them to play bad if the broncos played bad against the texans i expect them to still win and that's what we got they didn't play well against the Texans, and they still won because that's just the difference in the two teams. The fact that the, that's what I expected with the Colts and Jags and the Colts and Texans, and here they are, winless. Ah, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's it is an anomaly. Brutal. I think that is thus far my probably my biggest surprise this this whole year so far. All right, you want to talk about? Ravens Dolphins now you got you got something else in your mind Ravens Dolphins is a good one that game started out wild if you were watching (laughs) right from the kickoff yeah first live action of the game kick return touchdown and we don't see kick return touchdowns all that much anymore. no because most the only time you see a kick return is if the team intentionally pooches it and you can tell when the kicker intentionally pooches it well the dude got it on the goal line and then just gone absolutely gone yeah and that just set the tempo for the game because that entire thing was big play after big play excitement nobody really wanted to get a stop i don't know what happened but big deep pass the dolphins I knew they were going to be a big play offense, and when you have Waddle and Tyreek, you know that deep ball is live, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think the Dolphins are going to keep the Bills honest this year. I think the Dolphins are going to make the Bills have a nuts record. I don't think the Bills care about the Dolphins, to be honest. I think they should. I think they're going to have a nuts record because of how they lost and what they want to achieve. They're not here I'm saying to I win think, a division. I think They're the Dolphins to- might push them to 15 and 1 instead of 13 and 4. I all I'm saying is the Bills are in like self-motivated. They they're not trying to win a division and squeak in. They're trying to dominate the league and clearly be the number one team going into the postseason they don't want to touch kansas city in kansas city everything comes through buffalo and i think the dolphins being good might give them a tough game or two in division but the dolphins are i think are pushing for that wild card now i think i thought they would be around there i don't know that defense looks pretty good and offensively this is even better than I expected. Yeah, the the speed, dude. I, I can't just every time those Dolphins receivers had the ball in their hands, I was blown away by how fast they were. I mean, some of those it just I mean, we know Tyreek is fast, even, we know Waddle's like fast, but having them both slant. They touch a slant. It just seems unfair. It seems like they're just moving so much faster than everyone else. It's like what are you supposed to do? Yeah, do and you, you just, see it on everything. Do you just, uh, 
do you just sit and sit somebody way far back on every play? How do you play defense against that? I don't understand. And if Tua is going to continue to hit them accurately, <laughs> I don't know how anyone in the league, nobody in the league has the speed on defense to defend the, the Dolphins. You got, you got to pick your poison. And if you play them on opposite sides of the field, you can't have help over the top because then you need two help over the tops. And then that still doesn't matter because we've seen Tyreek take a 15-yard slant or a crossing pattern and and just picks a straight house. picks a straight line to the end zone and beats everyone there. And we saw Waddle do something very similar. Like it's and unreal. the thing is, yeah, like they can do something with the ball in traffic, but it just they're so wide open so often. They just but we also saw them ten yards on catches. either side of them. So it's not like they're just good no, receivers because yeah, of their speed. Exactly, they run great routes. They catch the ball in tight areas like that this is unbelievable and we haven't even seen their run game get going yeah it's the the dolphins can man i just to hang in that game after you give up that opening kickoff you give up the 75 yard one play touchdown drive to just keep fighting it's kind of late you're still down two touchdowns they needed and every to second of that keep, game to just keep going and keep believing and keep saying we are roasting this defense. Just keep doing just it. Give me a chance. And I was shocked. I mean, that was a crazy high-scoring game, but I was shocked when I saw that final result. I thought the Ravens had it for sure. I think it ended up 22 unanswered. So terrible look for the Ravens, but Lamar Jackson became the quarterback with the most 100-plus rushing yard games. In their career. Wow. In their career. Just a little side note, fun note thing. That's crazy. Yeah, kind of cool. Also saw a tweet in the first half. He put up 50 fantasy points. That's absurd. So I saw, I think it was RG3 tweeted it. It was, it, it was after he had like three touchdowns, 220, and that rushing touchdown or something stupid. But it was, uh, t- yesterday's price is not today's price for his contract. Yeah. So that thing's up. Yep. And up. Yep. And up. Yep. It's well, that's that's on the Ravens, man. He said he wanted a deal done before the season. Which means he was willing to sign and something. And he wasn't holding out and I love I love yeah. how he's doing it. The reason he's doing it, he's not being petty. He's just like when I know season, my worth. When, Give me my worth. No, no, that's not even why he's oh, you saying mean, it. You mean I'm not negotiating the, 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 in season? Exactly. He's is like, that going to be a like, distraction? He's, he's like, focused no. on football. He, he's like, no, I'm here to win football games and to play football, and I'm not going to let money interfere with that That conversation. I don't want that on my brain. So if we can't get this done by the season, you're going to have to wait until next offseason. Very I think professional. That's... that incredible mindset goes to show you why he's had the first two weeks of the season he's had. Why he's had the career he has. He's all football exactly. all the time. It's awesome. Exactly. And that's what you need out of the leaders of your franchises if you want to go anywhere in this league. So that's huge. That's a tough loss for them, but by no means a knock on them. I mean, I, mean, I don't know any team in the league that could stop Waddle, Tyreek, and Tua on Sunday. It's all going to be about getting pressure, I think. Don't let Tua have time to get those guys to step into a throw to get that ball down the field. It's the only thing I can think of currently. Is there another game 
anything else you want to talk about? Maybe we don't have to necessarily talk about a game if you just want to mention. Like for me, like the just the Bills absolutely stomping the Titans. Oh, they're good. Was just oh, they're good. Yeah, I mean, not too much I gotta say about that. They're we very expected good. the Bills to be great, and they're just not letting us down at all. Um, other than the Niners losing Trey Lance, that's uh, tough. Is tough for the kid maybe better for the team i don't know they're gonna be a lot more consistent a lot more predictable this season gonna be tough to beat but that sucks never like to see an ankle injury that requires surgery never like to see any injury at all but we understand they're part of the game i don't like the fact that people were like asking chanahan do you have any like, walk us through your thought process and running the ball on second and eight. Dude's calling a play. Injuries happen. He's also, not going to call a play expecting someone to get hurt. Well, they ran the same play, like, three plays earlier, and it went great. Yeah. <laughs> what are I've, you I've talking about? I've never about? understood that. What are you talking about? It's not the coaches. The coach, unless he's intentionally drawing up plays that get people lit up, but like, no coach is going to do that because that that's inherently that's, is a play that doesn't work for it, the team. It, exactly. That's what so, I'm saying. It's not the, the coach isn't out here thinking like, like the coach is trying to use his weapons or in his tools in his toolbox the way he thinks they work best. He's trying to put his players and in a position to succeed. Letting Trey Lance run yeah. is part of letting him succeed. That's a huge part of his game. Exactly. So like, let him do it. Like if... And it happens. He's a running quarterback. Lots of running quarterbacks get hurt while running. It's one of the risks, yes. But if if Trey Lance doesn't run, do you think he's an NFL quarterback? We we're waiting to find out. He might. He if, might not. Be. Let's, just, not let's, just, let's just let's just let's just let's just say right now. Let's no, just say right now. If threat. he didn't have the running ability, do you think he would have been the starter over Jimmy G to start no, the season? I don't think so. Exactly. He's not accurate enough. Exactly. At the moment. He, exactly. He I know. I'm not I'm not but discounting him out completely. He, I'm just he, saying he at this better. very moment, like you but can't you, you can't take Lamar away Jackson a kid's biggest run? tool. Exactly. You can't take somebody's biggest tool away because you're scared of getting him hurt. This isn't preseason. You cannot sit your people when it matters. You're tra- that's the whole reason you have them. It is. It doesn't matter. Week 17, I don't care what anyone says, is just as important as week one. That you, number in the win and loss yeah. counts just as, as much. And if you're going to call games for people not to get hurt, we might as well just not play. We just play flag. No, even then. Non-contact play knee injuries happen all the time. Yeah, it's true. So at this point, it's if true. I'm afraid that you're going to get hurt, I might as well not play football. I mean, damn, Sam Bradford's career ended because of practice injuries. RG3, non-contact on that first knee injury. Yeah. The ball, the snap was low. He went to pick it up, and his knee just bleh. They shouldn't have had him in the game, obviously. Well, I mean, honestly, it's kind of stupid to have a quarterback in the shotgun. You might as well just take it under center every time. I mean, why would you even put your quarterback on the field? He might get hurt. I don't know. I've always thought that logic was, <laughs> I've always thought that logic was why, so stupid. Why would you call a play for your player who is supposed to run plays is essentially how I see that. I've always thought that logic was the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, world. that could have been any other player running the ball. If that was a handoff in the exact same situation, that could have been somebody else other than Trey Lance. And you're going to say the same thing about a running back? No. I, I, it's I, a player I, playing I, the game. I hate it so yeah, much. People are ridiculous. And then when they... Ask, and then when the with the reporters get a little offended when the coach is like, "Why, why are you asking me this? 
I've never understood that either. Like you're asking a stupid question. You're asking, and then they dude, get offended. Yeah, it's because it's because reporters are think they're high and mighty because they're in, they're in the lock in the locker room and in talking with the coaches. They think that they can say whatever they want, and sometimes they don't even think about it. Like, like what how much want, thought? What do you how want? How much Kyle, thought really went into that question? What, what Come do you, on, what do you want Kyle to say? I called the play hoping Trey would get hurt so that I could have Jimmy G be my quarterback because I'm not confident in Trey. Yeah, even if that is his genuine reason. He's never gonna I mean, say that. Okay, so so here here are the two here are the, here are the two options. Why did you run a second and eight? I thought it was the best uh, play for the moment. I thought it was the best play in the moment, or I was he got or hurt. I was trying to get my player hurt. Those are the only two possible answers, and we all know one of them has never in the history of the NFL ever happened. So why is this any different? I I don't know. I've hated it every. I don't know. Th- those questions piss me off every single time. Yeah. All right, let's uh, just quickly go through and just shout out the rest of what happened in the league um, for the games we didn't talk about. Uh, Broncos won a scrappy one against the Texans, sixteen to nine. Jets squeaked one out against the Browns. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Thirty-one to thirty. The Browns just fall down, dude. Yeah, dude. I know it was tough. It was you tough. Gotta know the clock, know the situation. Situation fo- situational football is massive. Yeah, you win a lot of and points, lose games though. on it all the time. A lot of points in that one, though. Yeah. Um, all right. Commanders lost the Lions, thirty-six to twenty-seven. That was another good one. Good for the Lions. Like to see uh, thirty-six points on the board for them. Offense is going in the right direction. Defense can tighten some stuff up, but if you can put up a lot of points like they had the last two weeks, I think they could have a good season. Uh, we talked about Buck Saints. Giants beat the Panthers 19-16 to in kind of a meh game, but a lot of field goals. Kind of expected in that one. Uh, Steelers lost to the Patriots 14-17. to Steelers don't have much, especially with TJ Watt out. Really nothing going for them there. Don't really care about the Patriots. Big whoop. Um, Rams-Falcons. Falcons gave a little bit of fight at the end there, but Rams won winning that game from start to finish. Niners handling the Niners. Uh, Niners handling handling the Seahawks. Little divisional game there. We talked about Trey Lance going down and that thing, but you know, I expected that score to be similar with Trey Lance, if I'm being honest. Uh Cowboys over the Bengals. Heartbreaker there for the Bengals. They got to protect that dude. 13 sacks in two weeks is not acceptable for somebody you want to be playing for your team. For Anybody. Regardless your future. who it is, you're not going to win games if your quarterback is on the ground that much. Yeah, but like, there's a difference between like, uh, this is Joe Flacco getting hit 13 times. Like, Yes, that's a problem. You're not going to, and you don't want that to happen. But like, if Joe Flacco gets hurt this year, you've not ruined a... You haven't ruined 15 years of a franchise? It, exactly. Exactly. Like that, you should be protecting this guy because he is your future for literally the next fifteen years. That's not an exaggeration. But at this rate, it's going to be about five years, based on the last season and a half. I mean, the dude's at a torn ACL, most sacked quarterback last year, thirteen sacks through two weeks this year. They got to do something if they want him to play, and I want him to play. The dude's an animal, a stud, so fun to watch. Um, Cardinals, twenty-nine to. 23 over the Raiders. Raiders gave it away. Raiders absolutely gave it away. A couple dumb mistakes there. 
Uh, 0-2, not quite reflective of what this team is. Kind of a tough way to start the season against the Chargers. And then... Uh, Two tough games to start the yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And then Packers taking care of business against the Bills. Or Bears. the Bears. Uh, we talked a little bit about that Bills-Titans. Bills just smoking the Titans as expected. And then Eagles really impressing me so far this year with a very handy win over the Kirk Cousin... Prime time. Yeah, prime time Kirk leading the Vikings to another prime time Vikings loss. But that is your week two of the NFL. Uh, Pretty wild. Lots of high scoring games there. I didn't like a lot of these games on paper leading into it, but exactly like I said at the end of last week's episode uh, of Pickums, you know, not a lot of great games coming up. This week is what I said, but I'm sure some of them are going to turn out good, and a lot of them turned out good. So, love the NFL. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this one, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hello, Mile High Hot Takes fans. This is your producer, Alex, and I wanted to tell you about another show that I produce called Deep Dive. It's a music plus talk show that guides you through some of the greatest albums of all time, and it's exclusively on Spotify. You'll be able to listen to an iconic album along with the story of the album in between the songs. Search for Deep Dive Albums or click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280HotTakes. Got feedback for us? Send an email to 5280HotTakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarga Productions. Oh, thank you.